It scared me, honestly. Like, like I said earlier, like graduating from undergrad, I was supposed to feel accomplished and I just felt scared. <laughs> Welcome back to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Thank you so much for returning for another episode in season three. We are having so much fun recording. You know, it's summertime here in North Carolina, so we've been having really up and down weather. If you're familiar with the Southeast at all, you know, it's hurricane season, but thankfully that hasn't happened yet for us. But it's been a lot of fun to continue to record and see people now that we can get outside and you know, a handful of us in our world are vaccinated. That's a big thing for our friend group. And it's brought me so much joy to be able to spend time with people I hadn't been able to see before. I will say it's not bringing joy to my wallet. I've spent more money in the last two months than I think I did the entire year of 2020, more than likely. So today on this third episode in our season three, um, I have a wonderful guest to share with y'all. So Alex and I have been friends for quite some time now. And looking back, one of these scenarios of, I again, no idea how we met. No idea how we met. You know, it's like all of a sudden we were friends. I think, yeah, I think it was probably just through friends. Yeah. Yeah. So Tori and I, y'all listened to the episode of Tori back in season two. And so her and her husband were really good friends with you, Alex. And I have a feeling that's probably how we met to a degree. And it's just when did that happen? But a little bit about Alex. Alex is an NC State graduate, go Wolfpack, currently working as a data consultant at a financial tech company. He enjoys playing soccer, playing video games, and is from Asheville, North Carolina. So if any of our listeners are from the western part of the state, shout out to you. And we thank you for listening to this podcast. A quick shameless plug here, please rate, review, subscribe, Follow us on every social media platform that we are on, which is honestly only Instagram, Facebook, no Twitter here. But please tell your mom, tell your neighbors, tell your teachers, your professors, your pastors, whoever you want to tell that listens to podcasts. Please let them know about us. Alex, tell us a little bit about yourself. Great. Uh, yeah, thanks, Susan. I've So like you said, I'm working currently in a financial technology company and I do implementation. So I'm kind of working as a data consultant right now where you bring on new financial advisors. Um, I'm also a NC State graduate. So Woo-hoo. I graduated, yeah, go Wolfpack, graduated undergrad in 2012, and then um, did a semester of grad school. So yeah, that's and I enjoy playing, like you said, I play soccer. So yeah. I just got back into that actually last week. So this was we had about a week back, it was rough. I hadn't played for a year and a half. <laughs> Very out of shape. A lot of but. shape, yep. Well, because we also had a, when I say we, our group of friends, the last time there was a group sport that we all did was kickball, right? Right before COVID hit? Yeah. Yep. And so that was the last time we all got to play anything. I did not play. I did not participate. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, it's taken a little bit to get back into it, but hopefully I'll get back out there next week. Yeah, that's awesome. How have you felt about the weather in playing? Are you used to playing group sports when it's really hot outside? Team sports. Yeah, but it, this is, it's really hot right now. They call it summer heat. It's the summer heat league. So it's, yeah, dripping in sweat and 90, 90 degree weather. It's, it's not great. No, thank you. Yeah. I love the warmth. Do not get me wrong. I've said this on a previous podcast. Don't like the humidity. No, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, not my thing. You mentioned a little while ago, too, that, and not in this setting, but we've talked about it before, that you did a semester abroad in Australia. I did. Yeah. Uh, so that was probably one of the, 
the best times of my life, honestly. Uh, I always wanted to study abroad when just back in high school, even I thought about it when going to college and then I did it my second semester of, of NC state. And it was, it was amazing. I met so many people. I the culture over there was, was great. I honestly went over there, didn't know a single person. Wow. So that, that was also, I met people from all over the world. I have, have friends from all over the world now. In fact, we did a Euro trip like two years ago and me and Steven met with one of my friends that I met in Australia, he was in London. So I met up with him. I hadn't seen him in years, but it's just pretty cool to have people all over the world that I know now. So that was definitely That is really cool. Yeah. yeah. You know, I I love that you're sharing that it was sounds like a really good experience for you. Yeah. I did not get the opportunity to study abroad. If I could go back in time, I absolutely would have done it. Yeah, 100% recommend it to anyone who's even thinking about it because it seriously was the best best experience of my life. Yeah. Yeah. No matter if that means you're going to take a year off and go abroad before you start college, if you're doing it in college, if you can do it, do it, find a way, make it happen. I was friends with a girl freshman year who took a year, a gap year, and she was an au pair in France before she started college. Yeah. And I think that's fantastic. Now you get paid to go over there and live for a year and then you can come back and now you've made all these connections and you can always go back. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think it's worth it. It's it's good to have, even if you don't only go over there for a couple months, it's still a good, good experience. Yeah, great. I'm glad to hear that you got to go meet so many new people. You know, I think that's what keeps people potentially from going, right, is not knowing anybody. Yeah, I actually preferred it that way. It, it kind of felt like, like a new start. I just, no one knew who I was. I didn't know anybody. So it was everyone that was studying abroad there, we all became really close group because yeah. no one else knew anybody either. So yeah. it might have been harder if... I'd just gone over there and everyone else already had friend groups, but it was actually really easy to make friends. Yeah, that makes sense, right? That if there's already established connections, it may be harder to get in there, but you all are going through this experience together for the first time. It bonds you. Yeah, it definitely does. I think, honestly, if I went over there with like a big group of people I already know, I don't think I would have met as many people. I don't think it would have been as fun. So Yeah, it doesn't push you out of your comfort zone in the same way. That's really neat. You grew up in Asheville. I did. Tell us a little bit about it. Um, yeah, I mean, so Ash- Asheville's great. There's a lot to do out there. Um, but honestly, I was ready to get out after high school. Yeah. So I, that's why I applied everywhere. I uh, ended up staying in state, but I did at least move four hours away. So Raleigh still <laughs> felt like a different. Totally understand that. I'm area. from the opposite end. I'm from the East Coast and I applied to school four hours away. Yeah. Yeah. Me right in the middle. Well, and those of us who have been to Asheville or if you're thinking about visiting Asheville, the way we view it, right, is like you said, it's got a lot of fun um, outdoor activities you can do. There's hiking, there's trails. The downtown scene is fantastic. The breweries is what yeah. Asheville is really well known for. And so those of us that go as, lack of a better term here, right, tourists, View it much differently, I can imagine, than if you grew up there. Yeah, I mean, it's just like where anyone grows up, really. I yeah. I, I could have grown up anywhere, probably wouldn't have wanted to stay there. But downtown yep. Asheville is a lot better now, too. But also not being able to drink growing up is a little different. So Yeah, you didn't yeah, care about I, the breweries. Yeah, like, this is irrelevant. All, the, all my favorite breweries. So. Did you spend a lot of time in the mountains being so close by? Yeah, yeah, we did a lot of hiking in the mountains. Uh, but And I played soccer, too, growing up. But it just honestly wasn't the place for me long term. Yeah. I can completely understand being from a town that is very small. I did not have any desire to go back. Yeah. Love you, OBX. My heart is just not there I just, anymore. Yeah, <laughs> I left. <laughs> I came here. I didn't want to get stuck there. Understood. You went to NC State, as you said, for undergrad. What'd you right. go to school for? 
accounting. So I have an accounting degree from NC State. Nice. Again, we love our Wolfpack listeners and our Wolfpack family. Ready for football season to start again very soon. Yeah. Seems like tailgates will be able to happen again. Very exciting. So Alex, who also fondly in our friend group does go by his last name, Brant. But Alex, tell us when there's been a time that you've been better. What comes to mind for you when I started talking to you about the premise of this podcast? Yeah, absolutely. I, I thought of one thing immediately. Um, so it was really a bad period in my life when I, a lot of things led up to it, but it was ultimately when I decided to quit grad school. So it's a little background. I graduated with an accounting degree and then I went straight into grad school for a master's of accounting program. And I did one semester and then I decided not to pursue it any further. And then the months after that was kind of went into, I would say definitely, I was definitely depressed, maybe even severe depression for a couple Mm -hmm. months until I, until I got my first job, but really I didn't, I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew that I honestly, I hated accounting at that point. I didn't want to do that long-term. That's a Um, tough degree in a tough field mentally. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was. And when, so it really, I'll just start from the beginning. So I didn't know what I wanted to do even going into college. I decided on doing a business degree and I did accounting honestly because I liked math and I thought it, <laughs> it was the best quote. I liked math. <laughs> well, but yeah, it, accounting really isn't about math. Like it's, there's nothing any, you don't have to be good at math to do accounting, honestly. Um, good so to know. It, it really don't. It's more, what I hated about it was, it just wasn't for me. So go, coming into college, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do. So I, I picked accounting or I picked business and then mm-hmm. I ended up later majoring in accounting because I liked math and I thought it'd be a stable career, honestly. I think <laughs> it's a pretty stable career, right? Everyone needs their taxes done. Right. And, but it's not because I liked it. And honestly, I did it for years at, within the college and I ended up, honestly, I, I hated it. So, but I <laughs> To can, be honest, <laughs> we hated it. Yeah. So this really all started probably my, my junior year. Um, and accounting when I was really getting into it, honestly, my first years of state were honestly, they were pretty easy. I, mm-hmm. I got good grades, but it wasn't, uh, I wasn't really working that hard yeah. <laughs> if I'm being honest. So yeah. my harder classes started coming in my junior year and that's when I really had to get, figure out what I wanted to do. And yeah. I was in accounting and it's not that the classes were hard. I could still do the accounting classes. I was just, I hated it. And I remember calling my parents, my junior year telling them I wanted to switch majors Mm -hmm. and they they were supportive, but they were also like switch to what? And I couldn't give a good answer. So uh, anything but this. (laughs) Yeah. And they were also like, yeah, you still need to graduate in four years. You can't, you know, be at college forever. So, okay. So they were very firm on you finish in four years. Yeah, basically. But I mean, they were like, if I want to switch majors, I could, like I could have. Right. Right. Just, I would have had to figure it out. But anyway, so I, I kept, doing accounting my through my junior and senior year, even though I hated it, I thought, well, I just, if I have an accounting degree, I'm going to get a good job. Right. I, I don't have to actually work in accounting forever. At least that's what I thought. And then, <laughs> uh, so skip forward to honest. So when I graduated undergrad with an accounting degree, I know most people, when they graduate, they feel accomplished. Like they just completed like, something. Yeah. Great. I'm done. I was terrified. Like I, didn't have a job. I had gotten into grad school 
the I, I applied to the Masters of Accounting program and say honestly just because like that's what you do in accounting you have to have five years to be a CPA so I was just following that path so I applied I got into the master's program and graduate undergrad didn't have a job so it's like I might I guess this is what I'm doing I guess so. I'm going to grad school here <laughs> yeah. we come is yeah. that pretty typical as you said you know you have to have five years to be a CPA yeah. and the people that you were in school with at state for accounting was were many of them applying for the master's program yeah almost all of them were and a lot of them in the master's program which I didn't necessarily know at the time but they have over half of them had jobs like offers already from internships or what yeah, was from oh, internships okay. so like big four accounting firms or just any accounting firm really they had jobs offers they just had to go basically school for another year and they would automatically get a get job. the like, job okay yeah well i didn't have any of that but i still went like the recruiting's really good i was like i'll just can do yeah. this i guess and yeah. then even though well as i'm sure you know grad school is about four times the price <sighs> yes <laughs> Yeah, it is awful. Yeah. That is where my student loans come from. Y'all, quick side note, prior to the start of this episode, a friend that I used to live with messaged me and said, hey, you have a note from the Senate or mail from the Senate. I'm like, why is the Senate sending me mail? I signed a petition to have them get rid of student loans and, you know, those platforms that let you fill in all your senators that, well, they emailed me back, letting me know that they had acknowledged my letter. So let's forgive student loans, please. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I was fortunate my parents helped me out for undergrad, but they weren't paying a cent of grad school. So mm -hmm. I had to take out loans and pay everything for grad school. It's awful. Um, yeah. And so, but, you know, if you graduate with CPA, like most The money's get, good when you get a job, right? Yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, well, it, it is eventually. Yeah. It's supposed to be. But <laughs> you I, eventually can pay those loans off. Yeah. Uh, so I went through the recruiting fall semester. I mean, that's basically what grad school is. It's like entire fall semester when so many interviews... I hated every firm that I interviewed with, honestly. Oh. Like when you say you hated them, yeah, what what I, does that mean for you? It just meant like I mean, most of them working like eighty, ninety hours oh a my week. Gosh. Not every firm. Like there were some that were like more that were better than that, but they were working a lot and for some for a field that I didn't really even want to go into, honestly. I just I wanted to like I couldn't do that for the next forty years if I hated it so much. I can't imagine you're not even done with the school program at these interviews saying, yeah. I can't fathom working for these companies. Yeah, that's basically how I felt after my fall semester in grad school. And I was, that was honestly when things started to break down for me. So yeah, I went home like my fall or I went from winter break, like talked to my parents about this for a long time. I mean, they, again, they're like, they're supportive of whatever I want to do, but yeah. they're also like, you know, realistic to, yeah, yeah realistic like you have to you know have a job and work like we're not going to pay for any anything else but i so i tried to go back for second semester lasted two weeks and then i i went and told them like i i had to i'd drop out basically i have to withdraw yeah. yeah and i mean my grades were like they were probably they're worse than undergrad but i wasn't like failing any classes like she told me i can come back whenever I wanted to. That's good. So you were on good standing when you pulled out of the program. Yeah, I was on good standing. Like, I don't, not, I was like, but I, I, I'd figure out what I wanted to do the rest of my life. You're like, and I'm never coming back. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I felt. But honestly, I quit with, you know, no other real plan. Like, I didn't have a job or anything. Yeah. So that's when I was pretty severely depressed during that time. There's definitely, like, a couple of days or actually several days every month where I just, like, get out of bed or yeah. eat like one time a day 
and I was living in like a house with like seven other people <sighs> and I honestly just didn't know what to do so I, I mean I started applying I took supply chain in in college too um just another business area so I tried to start applying for those jobs but didn't have an experience wasn't getting anything and this honestly went on for probably like five or six months Wow. Yeah, a long time. Would that have been in 20... So this was... 13, 14? January of 2013. Okay. Um, yeah, because I graduated in 2012, and then I did fall semester of grad school, and then I yeah, quit in January 2013, so I just turned 23. Wow. And, you know, I want to preface here, too, in talking about you saying, you know, how you felt when you got out, uh, when you decided to drop from grad school, right? right? And saying, you know, I didn't really have any other plans. And so then it felt like for you, that's when the depression really set in. Yeah, that, yeah. that's definitely, that's definitely a time where the depression set in yeah. pretty, pretty bad. Yeah. Well, and I want to note here too, for people that may be going to grad school, have been to grad school, there are high depression rates in graduate school. Yeah. Th that is a population that we often see higher increased rates of reaching out for support and for help. Grad school's hard. No matter what you go program-wise into, even if it's the most supportive program, graduate school is tough. Yeah, yeah. And it wasn't like, it wasn't, and again, it wasn't necessarily the school part that was tough. It was just going through the recruiting and yeah. like, well, thinking I mean, about getting whole, a job and yeah. what do you, this is my future. This I mean, the is school my life. Hard, school hard is definitely tough. I don't want to sound, sound <laughs> like it was easy, but I wasn't, honestly, wasn't even focused on that part. Yeah. I was hundred percent focused on like the recruiting and trying to get a job yeah. and going through fall semester and not getting a job. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to graduate with even more debt and then go into this field, which I didn't want to do at the time. It wasn't making you happy anymore. Yeah. What was your experience growing up? in regards to like expectations for you as an adult? Um, I mean, I, I, I got good grades. I got really good grades in high school. Uh, but my, I mean, they were all very supportive. So there wasn't really ever, I wouldn't say like I had to be this or I had to be that. I could have done whatever I wanted to, honestly, yeah. which is, you know, it's great. But also I didn't really have any like direction, I guess. But hey, kitty. <laughs> Sorry for the background noise, y'all. Yeah. Cat has made her way in. <laughs> if I could go back, I would hundred percent would have done a different major. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think I would have done engineering. I think because I, I always did like math, and I, I only picked accounting because I did business. I picked business, and I was like, "Well, what in business?" Is okay. <laughs> and you said, like, "Oh, accounting." Yeah. Math. Basically. Yeah, <laughs> and it's not like that at all. What do you wish you had known or had? accessible to you when you were having to make that decision? What would have helped you make a decision that felt better? Honestly, it, I think it's just tough when you're like 18 going into college, yeah. not knowing what yeah. to do. I think it would have been helped me helped better if I, it would have been easier to like change majors maybe, or if I pushed myself more because I, engineering probably would have been, well, it definitely would have been way harder than business school. But I, I would have gotten through it. I know I would have. And I think I, depending on what I would have gone into, more math-based would. You would have done well. Would have done, yeah. I think yeah. after it would have been better. Yeah. But again, like I said, accounting is still a great career for a lot of people. And, and I could have done it. I just, at the time too, it had just been like a couple of years leading up to like, 
I don't want to do accounting. I don't know what to do. I just got to keep doing this. Well, think about that, right? It's like learned helplessness almost. It's not an exact comparison here, but I'm going to I'm going to string it along where you went to your parents and said, Hey, I don't really like this. And they said, okay, well, have you thought through what else you could do? And all right, pick a new major. And you're like, Oh my gosh, like I haven't even thought about doing that. This just seems easier. I'll just stay. I'll get a degree and I'll figure it out. But in that moment, right in that moment, you said, I don't like this. This doesn't make me happy. Yeah. I mean, that that was exactly it. I thought, you know, even if I hate it, I'll just get a degree you know, get my CPA and work for a couple of years and switch to something else. But it's, yeah. I, I couldn't even <laughs> make it through grad school. So I don't know, even if I had gotten an accounting job, I don't think I would have lasted long yeah. in that work environment. I just, the work environment, I don't think that just wasn't for me. Yeah. Well, you make public a... accounting. There's other like okay. accounting degrees, but like public accounting specifically, which is like most, what most people go into. Right. It makes me think about something you just said makes me think about, you said I hated it, but I was going to figure out a way to make it work anyway. Yeah. How often do we do that in life? This sucks. I hate this. I don't feel good doing this, but I feel like I need to do it anyway. Exactly. Yeah. Imagine the toll that that takes on your mental health. Yeah. It it obviously took a pretty big toll on it and it took a while after that. Like I'm, I'm good now, definitely. But it yeah. took, uh, even after I got, so I did end up getting a job like six months later, but honestly, the job was to, it was at a bank. It was, I was working on like, I was like an analyst working on like bankruptcy loans. And I still hated that, <laughs> but it was like, I can't move back to Asheville. Honestly, I was about two weeks away before I got that job to just, you know, having to move back home with my parents. And that also terrified me. Cause like, if I move home, I just, I don't <sighs> ever like I, I would never leave. Yeah. I don't want, like I want, I did not want to move home. That was my biggest thing. So I was just going to take any job. And I, my first job was actually like low level accounting, but I just didn't have anything else to do. Like at least I know how to do this. I'm qualified for this and it makes <laughs> yeah. money. And yeah. I eventually got out of it, but that, that job at least helped me stay in Raleigh and get made. I didn't make, made very little money, but I made enough to stay here. So yeah, I think that's such a poignant piece of information what you just shared was that I was gonna do anything to not go home because I feel like if I went home that was it for me yeah it's just I just didn't want to be back in my hometown I just I worked so hard to get like move away mm-hmm. and I didn't want to be nothing against people who do that I'm sure like I definitely have friends who move back to Asheville and they love it and that's great but it's just not for me just didn't want to live my whole life in Asheville. No, no, I can completely understand that. And I think many people can relate that there's something for them that's not at home, right? They set a goal to get out and the thought of going home, I'll use this word here. You tell me if it's wrong, but can feel like a failure. Yeah, it it definitely would feel something like that. So I, it's just, it scared me, honestly. Like, like I said earlier, like graduating from undergrad, I was supposed to feel accomplished and I just felt scared. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us. Can you share more about what that was like? Everyone around you is celebrating and at least the people you can see are happy and feel accomplished and you're feeling terrified. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I was like faking, pretending to be happy because I, you know, I'd gotten into grad school. So at least that's honestly wish I almost wish that I didn't get into grad school because then I just wouldn't, I regret going to grad school so Mm. soon after undergrad. But that was like, I don't have a job, so what else am I supposed to do? So that's why I went to grad school. And then, yeah, that ended up being 
a mistake, but it, it, in the end, it really worked out. Yeah. What is it about the going to grad school that you feel so strongly and negatively about? Is it the money? Was it simply just this program itself, the decision that was made, how quickly it was made? Yeah, I guess just how, how quickly I made that decision. I mean, it was, and the money was, was a lot, but nothing against the program. It's a really good program. And if you want to do accounting, it's definitely a great program to go into. It was just, I was, again, I didn't really care about the classes, to be honest. It was like all the recruiting and like, I was like, I'm going to have to do accounting the rest of my life. That's not what I want to do. And then going through the recruiting make, makes the decision even like, I hate this even more. Like, I don't want to work at any of these companies. So I think that was, yeah, that, that was, it, it was just a lot. I didn't really, graduating undergrad, I didn't have any other options. So I was like, I'll go to grad schools. And you graduate with an accounting degree, most people get good jobs. So mm-hmm. that was my thinking, but. Yeah, get a good job, right? Yeah. So for what sounds like a major chunk of your young adulthood, when, when we say that, you know, that five, six months, you were really depressed. Yeah, I definitely was. I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't doing anything. I was trying to apply to jobs. I didn't even know what jobs to apply for, though, really. Like, I was applying for, like, supply chain jobs, but I wasn't getting those, understandably. I don't have any experience in supply chain other than, like, a class, a practicum class, like project that I did in college. But yeah, I just, I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what jobs to apply for. I wasn't grad school anymore. I was literally just living in a, I mean, very cheap place, living with seven other people. Oh my gosh. I cannot imagine. Yeah. It was, yeah. I mean, yeah, I just didn't, didn't know what to do. And I was like, it's like a less regulated frat house. <laughs> it, it basically was a frat house. <laughs> I was living with actually I was living with fraternity brother, so there you go. House. But um, yeah, so it was just like, I mean, my parents were like helping me just enough so I like I could eat. Obviously, I didn't yeah. have a job, I didn't have any money, but it had gotten to that point where it was like after six months, like you know, they're gotta, cutting you off. Yep, yeah. figure it out. <laughs> yeah, so they were like, you have to get any job. I'm like, I do not like. I, I was also ter- I don't want to. I didn't want to work in like grocery store like I I just graduate like I have mm. I have an de- accounting degree I'm not going to go work at like a low wage nothing against that it was just that terrified me too just getting st- getting stuck in like a job that I hate was I guess would terrify me that sounds like the overarching theme <laughs> right recognizing at 21 22 I hate the field that I'm about to get a degree in the biggest fear I have is I'm going to be stuck in a field that I hate that sounds like a miserable way to live yeah <laughs> Right. Even if yeah. it makes money, that's not what it's all about. You have to like your job a tiny bit. Right. Yeah. I mean, you don't, I don't think anyone has to love their job. Like, I feel like you can separate it, but you can't hate it, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, because think about that, right? You're harboring hate and anger and resentment all day, every day. Think about what that does to your health. Yeah. And I, again, like, I could have, I think it would have worked out even if I finished guys. Like, there's other, there's plenty of different areas in accounting. Like, actually, I guess I didn't know or I was just shutting out. I was trying not to, I wasn't taking other people's advice, but I mean, Mm. I could have gone into consulting. I could have done something else in business. I didn't have to work in like public accounting, which I feel like that was the pressure. It was like, Mm -hmm. everyone goes to grad school, gets CPA, works in public accounting for two years, 90 hours a week. And then, then they can do whatever they want. But in the meantime, you must suffer. Yeah. Yes. So there was a very narrow focus, like a very narrow track 
that you felt like you were on a fast moving train and you could knock it off. Basically. Yeah. yeah. So you're saying there were people in your life that maybe had mentioned briefly here or there or could have mentioned if you'd gone to them, Hey, what about this? What about that? Try this track. Yeah. But we were not listening. Horse with blinders. <laughs> yeah. I was, I was, def- I was very anxious about like, if I had gone into, to be honest, if I had gone into grad school, like half the people did with a job offer, even if I hated it, I would have finished grad school. 100% would have finished it. It was like the recruiting part that made me hate it even more. But, and then who knows what, I mean, I don't know how long I would have lasted in accounting, mm-hmm. maybe a year or two, but I definitely would have finished grad school if I had a job going into it. Yeah. I think the job part was the biggest thing for me because in grad school, the classes are like, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're difficult, but it's hard to focus on classes when the, I mean, just thinking about the end goal is the job. Yeah. Yeah. That, that makes sense. I would think for quite a few graduate school programs, right? It's networking. It's getting a little bit of skill building under your belt, but it's about meeting people to get a job. Yeah. And yeah. that's I'm also something I'm trying to work on networking. I was very bad at at the time. And so yeah. I'm, but I'm trying to work on <laughs> When you say bad, what does that mean? I just, I think it takes a while. I think you have to know me for a while to understand like my work ethic and how how I am. I just, I don't think when you go to networking events, you like meet someone for like 15 minutes. And mm-hmm. my first impressions, I guess, aren't always great. But, you really have to sell yourself in yeah. a very short amount of time. Yeah. Yep. And it's the loud people. They get noticed, right? Yeah, exactly. And that's, that's not really my personality. So <laughs> yeah, if you can't tell in this recording, you know, or this episode, Alex is a fairly quiet friend. We've seen you get loud. I can get loud sometimes, yeah. definitely. Um, Especially when things but, are, there are things that you're passionate about. Yeah, there, there are, definitely. But but yeah, for the most part, I'm not good at small talk. <laughs> <laughs> How's the weather? I don't know. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> Absolutely. That's too funny. What was I just about to say? You made a really good point and then I lost my train of thought. What was your experience with or understanding of depression? Did you know that's what was happening for you? I, I wouldn't admit it. Like looking back, it definitely was. But at the time, I didn't admit it to anyone. Like people were, I mean, definitely saying, asking me about it. And I would just lie and say no. Or maybe I just didn't even recognize it. Like, mm-hmm. I've been anxious. I've had anxiety for, I mean, even years before that. But I never like not like that specific time in my life. I wasn't, I don't remember ever being that depressed, honestly, yeah. just looking back. But at the time too, I just, I guess I just wouldn't admit it. Yeah. What was the understanding or belief system views of mental health in your family growing up? Yeah. I mean, I mean, depression is definitely like, I think it's in my family. It's that my family's had some, history of it in the past but I mean it's not like my uncle is a psychiatrist actually no way (laughs) yeah he at John Hopkins so or he went to John Hopkins. oh my gosh that's amazing yeah so they like I obviously I mean I couldn't talk to him but he's he's tried in several like I mean even growing up he tried to refer me people I just never would do it though (laughs) uncle what's his name (laughs) what's his first name um David Uncle David, he tried so hard. He tried so hard. We just weren't listening. He did, yeah. I, yeah. Looking back, I probably should have, but no, I definitely wasn't. I was brushing it off. Yeah. 
What do you think that's about? I, I mean, I, I don't know. I just, I guess, wasn't willing to accept it. Yeah. Or I just didn't want to talk about it. I, I've never been good at expressing my emotions. Yeah. So it, it's just, it's hard to express what I'm thinking or feeling a lot of the time. Or people misread it. It's mm. not true. But Yeah, say more about that. I just don't think it, it's hard to express. Sometimes people think I'm feeling a certain way when it's actually the opposite. <laughs> I just don't express it very, very well. So they'll read into behaviors or things that you've said and get the it, wrong idea. Yeah, or just act or just the way like I'm normally pretty chill or laid back. And like even like the opposite we're talking about, like I guess sometimes people probably think I'm down when I'm actually not at all. And, yeah. Or the opposite. So I, I don't know. I'm just never good at showing my emotions. Yeah. It's the best way. To, <laughs> I don't know how else to describe it. I think you did a good job. This may be a more personal question, and yet I'm going to ask anyway. I'm curious how your dad showed emotions. Does he? Um, no, not really. He's more like, he's like me, actually. He's pretty laid back. Yeah. Yeah. My mom was the more <laughs> dominant one i guess i don't know yeah. she was the more communicative yeah. emotion one she emoted more definitely my mom is the exact opposite of me yes <laughs> i don't think i've met your parents but i can see that so think about what you just said your dad the male figure in your house and you were raised as a male yes yes never showed you as a male how to show emotions yeah, but not like not in like a negative way. It was no, like, no, it's not intentional. Yeah, right. Most men, and I'm gonna say that lightly when I use the word most, but there's evidence to support traditionally, right, that men are not taught how to express emotions in this country. Right. What's the one acceptable emotion that men are typically allowed to have? Uh, anger, right? right? You can feel anger, or you can feel True. some sadness. You know where it seems appropriate, but. Heaven forbid you have any other emotion, right? And so if your dad seemed to handle life with no expression of sadness or anger or frustration or excitement or he was pretty even keeled all the time, that's your model, yeah, right? Whether they realize they're doing that or not, you as a parent are modeling how to behave to your kid. So that makes sense for you that no one ever talked with you or told you about, oh, if you're, a, if you're being raised as a male and... This is what's happening for you. You're depressed. You're sad. You're feeling X, Y, or Z. You'd never had that. Yeah, I guess. I guess not. Yeah. And so thinking back to when you were experiencing what we'd look back now and identify as depression, it sounds like you had some, some friends or people that you would identify as supports that were trying to be there for you. Yeah, yeah. I definitely had some people. I mean, and my parents were supportive at the time. It's just. When you're in that state, I just uh, any, anything they said, I just wasn't listening to, or just like brushed off. I'm like, I'm never gonna do that. Or, <laughs> yeah, just. But my mom was trying to be. I mean, supportive as she can be, so definitely. But yeah. I just at the time definitely was not. <laughs> yeah, you weren't ready to hear that. No. No, and you didn't. I like you said before, didn't want to admit that you needed it. No. Yeah. No, that's like admitting defeat to the plan that yeah. was set for you, <laughs> right? Yeah. How'd you get through it? Um, honestly, it took a while. Like even so after the job, honestly, when I got my second job, so after I'd 
worked at at the bank for two years. I had got another job at this technology company, which I've been at with now six years, and that was much better and more like a technology role, data role, which I liked a lot more. Uh, and I think that honestly completely changed just everything I'm thinking. I, I, like I said before, even when I was at the bank, I was like, I don't want to get stuck in this role. I can't. People have been there like 20 years in the role, and, and I hated that role too. But <laughs> then, and then, like I took a job that again was about the same money at the time. But I've gotten several promotions since then, and making a lot more now. And I feel better at least in this role. Hopefully, definitely not where I want to be, but at least feel like I can get more experience and continue to push to different more better role i think the environment at this company was way better yeah it sounds like you're happier yeah i definitely definitely i'm definitely happier than i used to be uh, at the time again it was just yeah it was honestly from my quick grad school through when i got the first job it was like a little bit better i was at least able to like all right at least i can afford rent <laughs> yeah at least i can pay for what i want to pay for and yeah. live in raleigh yeah exactly I, I could get through it and i was I think that's actually around the time I met like Steven and Tori and a whole friend group. And that helped a lot too. Uh, and, and I was going out a lot too at the time that, so just, but I was just trying to get through it to get to the yeah. next job, honestly. And then, yeah. And then it's been better from when I got this job. It just, I've just been trying to continue, continue to push forward, but it, it's definitely better than it was what, like eight. I can't remember how long ago that was now. Yeah, we're 2021. So yeah, (laughs) 2013, that's eight years ago. Wow. Wow. So yeah, meeting people, getting that job, even though it wasn't the job you wanted, you were getting out of the house, you were making your own money, earning your own way that had to feel a little better. Yeah. Yeah. And then as you said, you got exposed to new people, you were going out, you're being social, that releases endorphins, that sends dopamine, serotonin, you know, things that were helping you feel better. Right. Yeah. What would you say to anybody out there that may could be in this position ever one day do you have anything you'd want to say um yeah just you got to push through the times you got it'll get better something that helped me i just i didn't know until honestly years later it was just a way to control my thinking so like for negative thoughts now i'm i'm very an analytical person so when i have negative thoughts it's more like well is this productive is this going to help me so it's going to advance my career. It's going to make me feel better. If it's not, just stop thinking about it. <laughs> I know. I love that. That's not. Yeah. That's not weird at all. We actually use statements just like that. We call them self-talk statements, and we use them to reframe your thoughts. Right. So let's say somebody is thinking, "I'm such an idiot. I'm never going to get any jobs ever. I should just stop applying." Well, exactly. how is that thought going to help you it's get a job? Yeah. 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 So we, we say, we actually encourage clients to say when they're experiencing similar self-doubt, self-doubt, negative self-talk statements, we'll say, reframe that and say, this thought is no longer productive. Right. This is not a productive thought. Yeah, exactly. So that's, and I mean, that didn't happen overnight. That took me years, but that's now how I think about things. Even just when, like, is this even important? It's just basically stop it because everyone's going to have negative thoughts. The goal isn't really to like eliminate all negative thoughts. It's more just, I guess, more self-awareness. Yeah. When recognizing that you're not those thoughts, right? That's just your brain's job is to make thoughts. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So I'm trying to only focus on like anything. Is this productive? And I mean, I could also be selfish too to some people (laughs) at the time, but honestly, that's just how I have to do it. It's like, 
is this going to be productive to me? That's, that's well, it's how you got through. Yeah. That's what you had to do when you didn't feel like you had any other options. Right. Yeah. What about anyone out there that might be in school and in a degree where they're realizing they don't want to go into that field? Yeah. You, you should take the leap as, as soon as possible. Try to switch majors, figure out what you want to do. It, it, I mean, honestly, you can graduate now with, you don't need to be so scared about, I was hundred percent focused on the job since like the second I got into college. Like I just, <laughs> I was thinking about, I need to have a good career and have a job. I didn't even know what the job was, but I was like, I need to have a successful career. I don't, it just terrified me to not be in like a good, good career. Yeah. Um, but I think that you need to, I guess, be more, you're never gonna have, those four years will never happen again. So take more chances. enjoy those four years and the job will come yeah don't don't be so focused on the job 100 percent of the time yeah yeah how are you today much better like i said uh definitely the last couple years especially the last three years i would say i've been a lot better um getting more promotions (laughs) snap snap thanks um yeah just less worried about i guess my future as I was when I was 23. Yeah. Would you say you feel more stable? Yeah, definitely, definitely more stable than when I was at that time, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. What are you doing to take care of yourself? What have you been doing? What do you want to do? Yeah. So I've I've been playing soccer. I got back into it again. uh, Always good. Outdoor activity. Yeah. Yeah. I'm still not what I used to be. Uh, (laughs) Not, I used to be good. Now I'm just I can play like 10 minutes and I'm a good sub now. <laughs> Josh does the same thing. He'll come home from ultimate and be like, I'm so slow. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, it's yeah. It's insane how much different it is now, but I'm at least trying to, trying to do as much as I can. Um, and then just going, I want to go back to music festivals or music concerts or. <laughs> yes. Anything concerts. music related <laughs> is what I hear from that. Yeah. I miss, I miss live events. Those I used to go to music festivals all the time and, I just have fun at those. Those are live events are great. Yeah. Music. Do you have any concerts coming up? Uh, don't have, well, actually, and my friend does this music festival called Barnstock. Shout out Barnstock. And they're doing it end of July. They're just bringing it back after five years. He's got this like piece of land out near Charlotte. Oh, no way. Yeah. It's awesome. And he, all the money he donates to charity too. So it's a very good cause. It's, it's pretty awesome. Where can be, should we put a link up? Can anybody yeah. go? Yeah, anyone can go. Yeah, definitely. That'd be awesome. Okay. If y'all are interested in local music festivals in North Carolina, even if they're not local, come to North Carolina and support a good cause. It's at the end of July. Yeah, it's the end of July. I think it's in Huntersville. It's outside Charlotte. Great. Okay, yeah, we'll put a link up. So soccer, music. What else? Um, I just moved recently, actually. So I got... <laughs> Two bedroom apartment uh, in downtown, so going to bars. Nice, <laughs> nice yeah. going out, yeah. seeing people. Yeah, what what was the last year, eighteen months, I should say, of COVID like for you? Yeah, so it it was tough working from home in a studio apartment. Uh, it was tiny. It it was. I could just say I'm glad I had a job through all of it. I know that might sound bad, but if I had been like I said before, if I had been in the state where I was 
you know, like eight years oh ago, it, it, that would have been bad again. But yeah, I, you know, I had a job. It was great. <laughs> that sounds bad, but it doesn't sound bad. I bet anyone out there that had a job and is grateful that they did not lose their job. Yeah, yeah, I was very grateful for that. Um, but it was also twenty four seven, and the studio was like less than five hundred square feet. It was like four hundred <laughs> something, and it was teeny tiny. Yeah, I could touch my desk from like my bed. It, <laughs> being there twenty four seven, I just wasn't wasn't prepared for that. So that that was tough, but it I got through it. Yeah. And, so. Yeah, and as you had mentioned a little while ago, there was this core group of friends that came along. You know, probably about six, six, seven years ago. Yeah. And thankfully, we've all been able to see handfuls of each other during COVID and keep each other in a bubble. I can imagine that was helpful. Yeah, yeah, that definitely was helpful. At least seeing some people after the beginning, probably didn't see anyone for while a couple of months mm-hmm. but yeah yeah like a shut-in yeah yeah, yeah. It, was, it was very quick change because i was never expecting to be able to work from home from a studio right it was fine the year before that i lived there two years the year before that i honestly didn't even notice it because i just wasn't home that often but then when you're there 24 7 you're like i'm in the smallest cage ever yeah it was it was small wow so. But now anything I have after that just seems huge. <laughs> a two bedroom seems like a mansion. <laughs> I mean, yeah. A thousand square feet. You're like, this is amazing. I have a closet. <laughs> yeah. What'd you say earlier? You said I have doors. I've got doors. Yeah. More than one room. <laughs> the little things that you become grateful for. So you can relate to those people in New York that were really feeling the pain of being locked in the studio apartment. Yeah. That would have been tough. Or what felt like locked. They weren't physically locked in. You get my point. You also mentioned to me before, are you still taking those data science courses? Yeah, I'm still trying to do. So I took um, my brother actually works at this startup in San Francisco. And about two years ago, I did like a program through that for data science. And then I've been recently, I've been trying to do just self learn self taught classes online. So okay. taking online classes in data science, I do want to get more into a, anal- a data analytics role or data analyst role, um, eventually. So that's probably what I'm working towards is just trying to get uh, increase my skills in data science. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds really awesome. Where do you find those courses? So right now I'm using data camp. Uh, it's just an online tool. They have a bunch of courses in a lot of different programs like Python, SQL, all different types of data science tools that you would need. So that's so anyone interested in data science data camp. Yeah, or a springboard is where my brother works, and that they have a really good program too. That's just, it's more like they, they give you a mentor. Um, so you work with a mentor and you have like weekly classes. That was better structure. So you, you take like, it's one of those like kind of boot camps, but that, yeah. that's really good too. Good. Well, these are all really amazing things. Is there anything you want to start doing? Music, yes, when it happens. But is there anything that you've been wanting to try or meaning to try or plan to do that you haven't already been doing to, as you were saying, you kind of stay in the stable place that you're in now? Yeah, I think I'm just going to keep doing what I've been doing the last couple of years at least. It's worked. It works pretty well. Good. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad to hear that. And, you know, to anyone out there who happens to be listening or you know someone in your life that appears really down, withdrawn, isolated, spending a lot of time in their room, you know, reach out to those people and don't give up on them. You know, as yeah. as Alex said, he was able to make it through and 
you know, had a goal in mind and was able to retrain some of those thoughts that got you out. And you had friends, you know, at the end of it too, that were there for you. And it sounds like that was really important. Yeah, absolutely. Alex, is there anything else that you feel like you'd want to share about that time? You know, I'm so grateful that you felt like you could come on here as a male in this country and in our society. Men have feelings too. Um, We're actually recording this during Men's Mental Health Week, which is in June. And, you know, we encourage men to go to therapy and talk to their friends about their feelings that they're having. And so I'm so grateful that Alex felt like he could come on today and share about a time when he really had been better. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, just I think that just keep pushing through. Um, Again, it took me years to develop the type of thinking that I was talking about earlier and that personally that's really helped me but there's hundreds of other ways um just whatever works for you just keep keep trying and then at the time I know it at least for me like I anything anyone said I just was wasn't listening to but years later coming back it makes sense now so it just think about the how it's gonna help you in the future yeah you've got to be in the right place and Maybe right's not the right word, but you've got to be in a place where you're willing to hear what people are saying. Yeah, uh, I really think you do. Otherwise, it's just it doesn't <laughs> you're not going to listen to it. So yeah, it doesn't stick. Yeah. yeah. And then eventually it will stick when you're ready. Brant, I want to. There we go. Call him Brant. Alex, 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 Brant, Alex, Brant. OK, Alex. Alex, I want to thank you for coming over here today, you know, we were talking about this, preparing for the recording. You said, you know, I know I can be quiet. I'm going to try really hard to work through that. And I think you did a really good job because, you know, I've known you for quite some time and this is something I didn't even know about you. You know, it's not something we've ever sat down and talked about. And, and we've talked about quite a few things. Yeah. It's just hard to have that conversation like a bar, you know? Yeah. Screaming. Hey, Hey, this one time. Yeah. 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 We got some EDM in the background. Yeah. Not a good time. Not a good place. Well, I'm glad to hear that we could offer you a place that you hopefully felt safe and comfortable to share. And I can imagine that the listeners hearing this as well are grateful that you decided to share your story. So thank you. Yeah, of course. Anything that will help someone else, even if it's just one person, I think it's it's a good thing. Again, the way of thinking is just that's how I've dealt with it. But plenty, there's I've heard hundreds of other ways. Just use whatever works for you. That's That's the main thing, really. Yeah. And I also hear a main message is don't give up. Yeah, don't give up. <laughs> yeah, stick around, right? I've heard people say, and I'll say this too, that I can't help you if you're not here. So life can't get better if you choose to leave. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you got to stay. Well, I want to check in with you after you play more soccer, see how your season goes. Of course. See these games, see you at some concerts. Everyone go find Alex at this music festival. At the end of July, he'll be there. He'll be there. He'll be there, maybe wearing some fun colored clothes so you can find him. Yes. Of course. Yes. Always. All right. Well, Alex, thank you so much. We'll touch base soon. Awesome. Thanks for having me on. Thank you for listening to I've Been Better. I'm your host, Susan Youngstead. Please be sure to leave a review and subscribe wherever you consume podcasts. And follow us on social media at I've Been Better.pod.